Hey, I'm Jared. And I'm Sam. And this is Culture, culture Catch-Up. Each week, one of us introduces the other to a piece of culture they missed out on. You can subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Catch-Up Culture and leave us a review and we'll send you surprise fun mail. For today's Culture Catch-Up, I'll be catching Sam up on Spider-Man, Spider-Man Into, into the, the Spider-Verse. Oh man, we're so good at these now. <laughs> But yeah, so that's it's, too many words for a movie title. Really, you think right so? off I the think, bat? I think it's good. I think it's an, I an think appropriate a, amount for this. I don't think a colon belongs in a movie title. I'm just saying. That's a hot take that I don't really feel like refuting because it's silly. <laughs> 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 so this movie was released in 2018. Stars Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson, and Haley Steinfeld. I did not know she was in it. Yeah, I know that you had told me there's a crap ton of people in it, but I didn't know she was. Yeah. Uh, the IMDb description is teen Miles Morales becomes the Spider-Man of his universe and must join with five spider-powered individuals from other dimensions to stop a threat for all realities. Okay. I also didn't know that's what it was about. Mm-hmm. That's why it's into the Spider-Verse because it's like taking it. It's mm, like yeah. all these different Spider-Man parallel dimensions and all that stuff. So I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. Because you definitely haven't seen like you've. You know when I went to go see it, but outside mm-hmm. of that, you don't know much else. No, and I, yeah, yeah, no, I don't. You, I know that you really wanted me to watch it, but yeah. I, I just know it's Shamik Moore in a cartoon. All right. <laughs> That's really the extent <laughs> of my knowledge. Well, a couple of fast facts for you. It All won right. the Best Animated Feature Oscar in 2018 or 2019 awards. I don't remember that either. And we watch the Oscars every year. Yeah. Do you remember it winning? I do. Because, oh, okay. I mean, and, and I, I remember it winning and being like, deservedly so like it definitely deserved to beat out all the other competition for that year there's a sequel coming out in 2022 which i actually didn't know and a spinoff is in development it surpassed hotel transylvania 2 to become sony's highest grossing film domestically it's pretty popular yeah i feel like it did really well at box offices too it did so why have you not seen it i mean this one's a kind of obvious answer for me i know why you haven't seen it but i don't like cartoons I just can't do cartoons. Yeah. We talked about it on Top Gun. I want to see real people's faces, so I don't love cartoons. Um, I also am just not a huge superhero person. Mm-hmm. I saw the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans because I feel like that was before a time I thought too much about what you know everybody was seeing, right. them, so I just saw them. And they're okay. I don't really feel the need to watch them again. I know you haven't seen those, or all of them. You haven't right. seen the first one. I saw one. the second and third one, yeah. So I would argue that we should watch the first one, but like I'm I don't, down. I just don't care about superheroes, especially now. There's just so more. There's so many more of them. Mm-hmm. There's too many, too many superheroes. Right. Well, in this one too, I initially had a little bit of reservations about wanting to see it necessarily because, let's be honest, Spider-Man has been done a lot. Yeah. Like there too are many so times. many. They all have. Yeah. There's too many Batmans. Right. And each time you get a new origin story and all this, but I think why eventually and why I think this movie is so great is because it finally gives Miles Morales the spotlight instead of Peter Parker. So we're not getting this same rehash story that we've gotten a million times before. It's different. It's new. It's a fresh perspective. And it gives Miles Morales the spotlight, which I think really is deserved. I don't have any idea who Miles Morales is. <laughs> well, in- I suppose I'll learn. No, don't tell me. Okay, well, I know. I want to watch the movie. Okay, okay. I won't go into the backstory there. So I am excited. After doing the little bit of research I did before mm-hmm. we recorded, um, I am. it made me excited to watch it. Which and is I good, because I didn't think... I thought this was one kind of where you would be like, oh, I'll, I'll watch it, but yeah. I'm not super excited Well, because you've it. been trying to get me to watch it since you saw it, and right. I just never cared. See, you just need to tell me that I need to go look up these things a little bit. Okay. And then, I mean, I can't always say that it'll make me want to watch it, right. but... But I knew this one would be way more up your alley than any well, other superhero movie, really. 
So I know that you thought I would be more interested in it because it's not just another white dude playing Spider-Man, which of course is something I can definitely get behind. Um, and I, for some reason, I remember you telling me something about the soundtrack. Is that true? Did you it just has a really good one. Kind of like how Black Panther has a really awesome soundtrack, the one okay, that Kendrick yeah. Lamar did. This one also has is very similar. It has just a lot of a great collection of songs from a lot of artists. Okay, so today I listened to the soundtrack mm-hmm. to get ready, to get hyped. Yeah. And I didn't love it. Oh, no. It's too hip for me. It's a uh, bunch of people I don't know who they are. There were one, two, three, exactly three songs on it that I actually liked. <laughs> so the soundtrack didn't hit me quite as much as I was thinking it would. Mm-hmm. It did get me hyped and really excited to watch the movie, but I have a surprise for you. All right. Guess what I read on the Wikipedia page? What? Also, I'm now realizing that this is because of the actual movie, which you have seen. So this may not be a surprise well, to I, you. Honestly, th- that's what I had in my thoughts. It's like, but, I don't remember a lot of the big story. Okay, well, I just remember how I don't good think, it was. I don't think you'll know this because it's not in the movie, but apparently there's like a throwaway scene at the beginning that was a joke. And for whatever reason, it led to them creating... A five-song EP of Spider-Man Christmas songs. Oh, my God. Did that's, you know that, that? No, I didn't. And that's <laughs> 100% you. I was so excited. And it's not, you know, Post Malone and Sway Lee and whatever Thutmose is. Yeah. I, I'm probably really saying that wrong, but oh, well. That's fine. It's the people from the movie. It's the cast. Oh, that's really cool. So I listened to it today. Because Shamik Moore is a singer. He's or, a rapper, yeah. Okay. Um... I listened to it today and it's so fun and oh, it's not normal Christmas songs. They yeah. have like rewritten them to be about Spider-Man. Oh, that's awesome. So let me tell you what the songs were. Okay. Again, it's only five, so it's not that much, but I do think this is Christmas music you can get behind. All right. I, as you know, love Christmas music mm-hmm. and have already added new songs to my Christmas catalog on Spotify, <laughs> even though it's only September. Yeah. I haven't started listening yet, though. I did listen to this today. Um, but I love Christmas music. You don't really love Christmas it's music. It's not my favorite. The only thing that stands out in my mind that you do like about Christmas music is that one like jokey um, Stephen Colbert. Christmas oh, that one's song. a good one. Yeah. And this kind of feels this kind of feels up that alley. So I think you might like it. So it's Shamik Moore doing Joy to the World. Okay. Chris Pine, who has a great singing voice, by the way. Oh, I don't know if I've actually heard him sing. Singing something called Spidey Bells. <laughs> And then Jake Johnson singing Deck the Halls. He kind of like talks his way through it. Chris Pine again singing up on the housetop. And then the last one is like a spoof of the night before Christmas by Yorma Taconi. Oh, all right. Cool. It was really funny and it was really lovely. I will listen to the Shamik Moore song all year long. Nice. Just because he's so cute. Yeah, I let's love check him. those out. That's really cool. I had no idea that was a thing. Wait, did I already talk about that I have a crush on Shamik Moore? No. Okay, well, I have a crush on Shamik Moore. <laughs> Which is the other reason I'm excited to watch this. I know it won't be him in it. You know, I won't see his cute little right. baby face face in it. Um, but I do really like him. I think he's really talented. I've loved him um, in the few things I've seen him in. So I'm really excited to see him get to be, you know, the main the main man. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, th- I think you're going to. I really do think you're going to like this one. I think it's a really super fun movie. I know it's a cartoon, but they do so much. The animation style of it is really well done. Yeah, that they doesn't matter blend, so many different styles of it, of animation throughout the whole movie, which you'll get to see. And so I just artistically, story wise, musically performances, it's all great. And so I think you're going to really love it. Well, I'm excited to watch it. And two, I will talk about it more a little bit after we watch it too. But you talked about the lyrical soundtrack, the orchestral score by Daniel Pemberton is 
top notch. So now, I want to talk about that more. You mean this? I like the soundtrack. I listened to the soundtrack. Whatever you're talking about is something else. No, I mean, <laughs> what I am talking about is the orchestral <laughs> score, the soundtrack of the film as I well. Know that is. So I think it's going to be really exciting. I think you're going to love it. So let's swing into the living room and watch <laughs> Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Nice. All right, we swung back in to the recording studio. <laughs> we thwip and released, but we're here now to talk about our thoughts of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Samantha White Wilson, I am very curious to know your thoughts on this film because we didn't talk about it at all. No. We, we, this ended and you said, let's not we're share our thoughts. We're keeping all of our thoughts a surprise keeping for the first a, time. I know. So the new format coming at you. <laughs> but uh, I got to know what you think. Okay. For the first half, I was really worried. I was going to have to tell you that I didn't like it. Oh, no. It just was kind of slow and yeah. just kind of felt like, oh, another superhero movie, another cartoon I don't care about. Like, I could see that it was good. I just didn't really care for the first half. And I was really afraid I was going to have to tell you. <laughs> I was afraid I was going to have to break your heart. But then when Spider-Man Noir, Penny Parker, and Spider-Ham, that's how he's credited on IMDb, Spider-Ham. Well, because his name is Peter Porker. But he's, oh, he's Spider-Ham. Stupid details. <laughs> Peter Porker. Okay, anyway. The first half, I was kind of bored. Okay. As soon as they were introduced, the whole thing turned around. Oh, really? And I immediately was super into it. Nice. I loved it. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy to hear. So much. That makes me so happy on so you many were levels. so right. For one, it's a cartoon. Was not expecting. Like, I thought you'd be like, okay, it was good, but like, you know, still not my favorite because it's a cartoon. But, no, I loved it. But oh, And then it's a superhero movie. You're not really into superhero movies. And oh, this is such a relief i feel like we could do a whole deep dive and a whole uh trying a whole episode trying to figure out maybe why i don't like cartoons because this brought up more things for me Mm -hmm. because i still don't like cartoons yeah i did really love this i don't i like i didn't like that jake johnson's character didn't look like jake johnson i didn't look like that miles morales doesn't look like shameek Moore. i didn't like that chris pine didn't look like chris pine I, i wonder if i went in not knowing who the people were I would enjoy it more because yeah. I, like I'm just looking at Spider-Man hoping it's going to be Chris Pine and then you see that one eye through the mask and it's not Chris Pine and I'm like, oh, that wasn't Chris Pine. It's like it confuses my brain or something. Right, yeah. I don't know if any of this makes sense. No, it does. I get it. It's like I can't figure out that if Miles Morales is Miles Morales or if it's Shameik Moore because he sounds like Shameik Moore but it doesn't look like Shameik Moore. I see, yeah. It's confusing to my head and I just want to see Shameik Moore's face. Yeah. But it was so good. Right? It was so funny. It was so cute. It made me really sad at times. It made me really happy at times. I just really liked it. But that's what I mean. Like before we st- we got into the, when we were doing the pre or pre thoughts, I said like it, it hits on everything. The animation's great. The performances are great. The music's great. Just all of it. Yeah. It, it just it hits really the story. It just, because yeah, it hits the emotions. It gets you going and gets you all pumped up. It makes you <laughs> sad. Like it just, yeah. So did you still like it? Oh, yeah. And it had been, I had only seen it the one time in theaters. So two years ago. Yeah, two years ago when it came out. And and so I hadn't seen it since then. But even then, like. Oh, yeah. You've talked about it. I've a talked lot about since it then. to a lot. And it's just it's just my thing. I may love a movie, but I'll watch it the one time in theaters or the first time I hear it. And then it'll be a few years or something until I watch it again. So that's not necessarily like a sign that like, oh, you didn't really like it. No, I just I just spaced out the viewings because this was almost like watching it again for the first time because there Good. were so That's many fun. things I forgot about it. All the emotion was still there for me. It just, yeah, it was so good. But we can... I was really pleasantly surprised. Good. 
Good. Even I know earlier I said I was excited, but I still didn't think I was going to come out loving it. It was more than I assumed I would tolerate it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I really loved it. So what we'll do now is we'll do a bit of a deeper dive. Now that we both know we're on the same page, mm-hmm. loving this film. Yeah. What were you going to do if I was like, I hated that? I would have just cut it short and just been <laughs> like, well, this is dumb. <laughs> we just won't put this we episode just won't out. We this episode out anymore. <laughs> this is some horse apples, some horse shit. <laughs> but, uh, but no. What do you want to talk about first? Well, let's just talk about because one of the first things that you said, let's let's talk about the look of the movie. Okay. We'll get this stuff out of the way first and okay. we can we can jump into the, like the story beats and everything that we like. What did you think? Because, again, as someone not a huge fan of animated movies, how did that look? Because like to me, it's it's look is what's so fresh because it does look like a comic book. Right. Like a comic well, kind book. sometimes. Yes. Not all the time. Not all the time. And but then that's what I love, too. And what I mentioned in the pre, in the pre thoughts where I said that it mixes different animation styles, which on a technical level is really impressive as well. Once the other spider people mm-hmm. come in from the different dimensions, you've got uh, Peter, uh, I mean, Spider-Ham, who looks like a Looney Tune and is animated mm-hmm. like a Looney Tunes character. Yeah. You have uh, Penny Parker, who is animated anime. in anime style. And then even uh, Spider- Spider-Man Noir. 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 That's a hard, <laughs> that's a tongue twister. Spider-Man Noir he even kind of looks more like the 2D, an older style of animation. But then you have this whole thing that's very 3D, looks again and textured to look like a comic book. It's just an incredible mix. But then the other thing about it is, I don't, is the majority of the movie is like at a different frame rate. So it's like, it's mixing these two different, notice how the the movements were a little like, not, Mm. I wouldn't say like stuttery, but there was just like a a more, a a somewhat, I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain that I don't think I'm smart enough to notice that kind of thing. But no, that's just a a thing though that I I noticed and and knew when the movie came out. No, I'm not. It's just, I'm more familiar in this field, I guess, but it still is just super, Interesting that it's like how well they were able to blend all that stuff together. But I, I get that that's technically cool and hard to do and whatever, but no, I don't. It didn't have an effect on me at all. In fact, well, the first 20 minutes or so, I noticed it was messing with my head a little. Well, that's why I wanted to talk about it because you mentioned that while we were watching. Backgrounds were a little blurry, like 3D, but you didn't have 3D glasses on. And mm-hmm. then sometimes, uh, even up close, somebody's like hairline would be kind of like that. And it did kind of mess with my eyes. Yeah. So I didn't I remember that. I didn't remember like the outlines around the characters, but I remembered like the backgrounds of things kind of having those like tiny hexagon like patterns to it. Thoughts would come up with like the text boxes from. I loved that. And even that like when movements. He like into, when he, would, he turns into Spider-Man and text box text boxes start coming up as he has thoughts. I right. did like that. That was cool. And then even just there, there would be like the movement lines around. Like if somebody mm-hmm. flicked a pin or something, you would see like black lines come off it to illustrate the movement, like in a comic book and stuff yeah. like that. I just, the whole look of it is just fantastic, but I guess that's just not <laughs> something that hits with me. Yeah, that's fine. Other than that, getting into more of the, the story thing, it's another way that it's super impressive is that it has, it could have gone horribly wrong in the fact that there is so much backstory and explanation to this because it does pull in all these Spider-Man women from spider people, spider people. Thank you. From all these different dimensions and you have to know who they are. And they also have to take into account that there are going to be audience members who go see this like me, who hasn't read any Spider-Man comic books. And they have to like, let you know who these people are, why they're there, what their story is. And they do it so quickly and so simply 
it makes sense and it was it's not confusing it did start real fast though we had to rewind a couple of times because there were so many quick details and mm-hmm. i didn't catch on that we were seeing like identical scenes from the toby Maguire movies which i know right so we had to kind of back up a little bit for me to catch on to what was actually happening but then i i was able to yeah, yeah, once you kind of knew that, it's like, oh, they're going to be a lot of references here. You, it's, it kind of does make you be like, so okay, I got to be looking. I got to be looking. Eggs. Yeah, which I didn't remember from the first time we watched. I watched this. I didn't remember the the mirroring of the Tobey Maguire Spider Man mm-hmm. scenes and different things like that. So that was pretty. It's it's always fun. It's it's just filled with Easter eggs, yeah. whether you know way, what they are, way or more not. than we know of. Right. So we'll it just, mention a few, but yeah, I would imagine most of them were lost on us. Yep. The first thing that we have to touch on here is because. There are so many spider people in this and just characters in general, villains from Spider-Man comics, uh, you know, all this stuff. This cast is stacked. Yeah, it's big. Which is, again, we've talked about this. We love that. We love being able to find people. And this one especially, well, the the fun thing about this too is you did like no prep into the background of this movie before, which is unusual. You usually like to do research into it. I didn't want spoilers for this. I know, which is surprising. You normally don't care. I love spoilers. Well, I knew this wasn't going to be a stressful movie and that's when I normally want spoilers so that I know it's going to have a happy ending. But yeah, but this uh, was fun because it was like a game. I was trying to guess who everybody was, right? Which almost made me go mad. (laughs) We'll get to talk about, we'll talk about that one. But yeah, so Shamik Moore stars as Miles Morales. Then you got Jake Johnson. Wait, no, Oh, sorry. I have a lot to say about these people. Oh. You're going to have to slow down. Well, I was just going to read them and then we could go through. Can we just go one by one instead? Let's go one by one. Okay. All right. Thank you. So Shmeek Moore as Miles Morales. I am not as familiar with him. I've seen him in the movie pumping. Dope, but you have a much, <laughs> much more thoughts on him than I do. He's so good. He's so talented. He's yes. very young. He hasn't even been in much yet. I can't wait to see what else he does. I really hope surely he's going to be in the sequel. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, we saw him in Dope, which I don't really remember that well because I just don't remember movies I don't know that we, well. I don't remember it that well either. I don't know if it necessarily was one of our favorites. I just remembered watching it. I'm just really good at watching a movie and immediately forgetting everything about it. <laughs> but <laughs> That's why he, we take notes during these movies. <laughs> he is the main one of the main characters in The Get Down, which was a really short-lived uh, Boz Lerman Netflix series that I really loved. Um, he plays Shaolin, who is being mentored by Grandmaster Flash, kind of like learning the ropes Mm -hmm. of it's kind of when like DJing first comes around and um, the get down, like the, the breakdown of, of DJing Mm -hmm. is when it's, it's when it's first invented and he's kind of learning the ropes from Grandmaster Flash. And he's just like this really slick, cool kid in it. Uh, And I just really liked him in that. That's what I really know him from, but he was so good in this and I couldn't even see him. Yep. Got a good because yeah, he did a great job as Miles, and he's so cute, and he's so young, and as we previously talked about, he is a rapper. He sings the Christmas songs on the little Christmas EP that I highly recommend everyone going to listen to. It's so cute and so funny. So then next we have Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker. He was because he's so from an alternate an alternate dimension Spider Man. He, yeah. was, he was a funny Spider-Man for sure, which is fun to see. Yeah. You don't really see Spider-Man as that funny. Yeah. I mean, Tom Holland's pretty funny in the in the current Avengers movies and stuff like that. Like, he's he's always got a quick Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Spider-Man is in the Avengers? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> he caught on to that. Yeah. Wait. What? Yeah. I don't understand the Avengers. Never mind. I don't even want to get into There's that. There's so many rabbit holes. I don't holes. care. Basically, the, the thing is, Sony and Marvel both have license in different ways mm-hmm. with Spider-Man. Okay. 
don't so really they can care both that, have him in their movies, but they can't cross over. Okay, sure. If that makes any sense, you lost me, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but so yeah, Jake Johnson, I, d- I thought was great. You know, we kind of talk about like how he d- we talked about during the movie how he's kind of the same character and everything. Yeah, he- Jake Johnson is just kind of Jake Johnson. But like that's not a bad thing because no. he does it really well. Yeah, and I especially I especially it was think- like watching Nick Miller from The New Girl. Right. The new girl, new girl, whatever. <laughs> it's like watching Nick Miller from New Girl be Spider Man. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like he does it really well. He plays yeah, that Rye character. Just really yeah, exactly. And he's kind of dopey, but still really into it. He had all the funny lines for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, then we have Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen. Uh, she was a surprise to me. I didn't know we were going to see a Spider Woman. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have any thoughts on Haley Steinfeld. I think she's great. Like she was first- really bad in that Pitch Perfect movie. But oh, everything yeah, in that Pitch Perfect that. movie was but really she's bad. great in like True Grit, the first thing she was in, and then uh, that Age of 17. That was a really good movie. I like that oh, one. Oh, that was a good movie. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. So go watch that one, everybody. Then, of course, we have Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali as Uncle Aaron. I, Just great in everything he touches. He was the first voice that I had to guess, and it took only a couple of lines because he does have a pretty recognizable voice. Very and we just cadence. watched him in the second season of Rami yeah. over the last couple of months. Um, but man, I love Mahershala Ali. He was so good. Yep. He, he, yeah, he just does everything well. I feel like I can't wait to see more of him. I want to watch everything he does. Then we got Brian, Brian Tyree Henry as Jefferson Davis, Miles Morales, dad. We, he's very good. Like again, yeah, I don't, like I just haven't seen very much of him. Oh, well, and it, like, that I've only seen like, a few. didn't hit me in any yeah. particular way, except for the fact that he looked like the rock. So I <laughs> immediately thought, is it the, the rock? rock? But uh, but no, I was like, I, I I still want to go back and watch Atlanta because I know because like yeah, that's where I've seen it. We watched like the first just, season and we just kind of fell off of it. We for didn't some get reason. very far. We're good at that. Yeah. We'll go back to it. We know we should. But also, I, uh, let's talk about the fact that his name is Jefferson Davis. Yeah, which is interesting. Interesting. If that's some Easter egg that we don't know about from the Marvel Mar- Marvel Marvel universe. Somebody let us know. Because we did curious. some quick Googling about it and we weren't able to find a concise answer, but other people had the same thought of why is his dad's name the same name as the Confederate And is Miles Morales president? always a black character? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So He'll that was be recently hitting video game consoles as Spider-Man Miles Morales coming out this December on wow, PS5 and I can't PS4. wait to not probably ever play that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I was more confused that Miles's last name is Morales. Right, because they have That's their, his, mom's last his, name. his mom's last name is is Morales, but you know, just married, didn't take each other's names, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, then we have one of I think the biggest, one of the biggest surprises for you was Lily Tomlin as Aunt May. I had no idea. I love Aunt May in the Tobey Maguire movies. I loved the character in this. I love that she immediately understood what was happening and that she was like the smart tech person in when this. When she was introduced. Into the into the movie, right? Yeah, but yeah, I love Lily Tomlin. I was so surprised. I it's a weird combination, Lily Tomlin and Spider Man. I guess is why I was surprised. But I, I she was a great character. Uh, then we're gonna read down through a couple of these because they are smaller characters. We got Luna Lauren Velez. Uh, I know her from Dexter. Uh, oh, the mom, the mom, mm-hmm. uh, Rio Morales, and then we have Zoe Kravitz as Mary Jane. Yes, yes. John Mulaney as Spider Ham, which, which I, I think just fit perfectly. I have so many thoughts on this, but we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, Kamiko Glenn as Penny Parker. And then... Wait, who is on Orange is the New Black and I just discovered this week is actually a Broadway person. I can't oh, really? believe I didn't know that. But I didn't know that a, either. She has a Broadway background. Then we have uh, Catherine Hahn as Dr. Ock. She was great. 
Leave Shriver. Was great as a villain. Yeah. You never get to see Catherine. No, play and a she's villain. normally in like really comedic roles mostly. Still a pretty funny villain. Oh yeah, delivered great delivery. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, Leaf Schreiber as Wilson Fisk, aka I not, Kingpin. Could not get that voice the whole movie. Yeah, I asked her. I was because I since I knew who most of these people were, or the, who the voices were, I was kept being like, "Do you know who this guy is? Like, this is somebody you should know. This is somebody you should know, and all this stuff." You guessed the majority all it. on your own. Uh, but yeah, I, but I had to finally be like, nah, it's Leaf Schreiber because, because he was doing like a, a different accent. His yeah. voice didn't sound quite what it I heard it is. after you told me. And then, uh, we had Chris Pine as the original Peter Parker, the charming Peter Parker, the mm-hmm. charming Spidey. And then the big one that threw you through the biggest loop this whole movie. I don't even want to talk about <laughs> it. Spider-Man noir voiced noir. noir. I'm never going to say that. Right. That's I'm okay. sorry. Spider-Man noir voiced by Nicolas Cage. You guys, you guys, every time this guy talked, I was so frustrated that I couldn't come up with who it was. Jared tried to give me hints and I was like, no, I don't want the hints. I'm going to come up with this. I need to figure it out on my own. It was a journey. It was. At one point it sounded a lot like Matt Dillon and I knew it couldn't be Matt Dillon because you wouldn't have made it that big of a deal. And like, who cares about Matt Dillon? He's not going to be in a movie like this. But it took... Until the very end of the movie, we had to rewind so yeah. that I could watch his scene. I mean, we were rewinding and replaying his lines over and over. I knew that I knew it. It was on the tip of my tongue. And though, actually, I, I, you didn't have to give me that big of a hint. No. Jared gave me the hint that we have watched one of his movies during quarantine, which is not a whole lot of help because we have watched a lot of movies during quarantine. Well, and he was much younger and it was Raising Arizona. That's right. Yeah. But oh my God, I was ready to punch a wall because I couldn't <laughs> figure out who it was. And I finally got it. It's Nicolas Cage, which was also a surprise. Yeah. I thought that was a really funny casting. So anybody else that you really want to go on a deep dive before we get into more story beats and stuff? Well, we there were people we missed that had, I'm assuming they were all like one-liners, but Lake Bell was in it. Mm-hmm. Yorma Taconi was the Green Goblin. I don't know that we would have recognized nice because i don't think there was like not a lot he might have been just doing more sounds i don't honestly remember the green goblin actually talking it well, seemed like more he just has like a and like, yeah voice. yeah um who else did i see oscar isaac had a really tiny part which i'm oh. sad we missed out on and then we do have to say stan lee had a cameo in it as a as a store owner a costume store owner which was a very at the time when i saw this in theaters it was a very big deal because it was the first this is the first movie that he had a cameo in because it came out a month after he had passed away i'm so sad and i remember in the theater watching this movie and that scene came on and this girl next to me in the theater just started bawling her eyes out oh my gosh really yeah she was like so sad because it it was so fresh and everything because i mean even in that little scene that he's in you know like gives this bit of confidence to peter park to sorry miles morales just being like you know uh, he says the suit always fits you know basically like you'll you'll fill the role that you need to be yeah it was and so it's just so great because that's just you know, it's Stan Lee. that was my favorite stan lee cameo i've ever seen yeah and so i just remember just in she just was bawling just like just so sad and it was it was really rough still because it was literally like less than a month after he had died and just that for is his, sad yeah so that oh. was that was a pretty uh always good to have his cameos but what were some of the, your favorite moments and just overall thoughts of the story well right off the bat the first minute of the movie you hear a james brown song yeah which i liked mm-hmm. that immediately sucked me in and then um the first that first little bit where chris pine is explaining like the generic origin story of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. 
he show like we already talked about, he shows specific scenes from specific movies and kind of just talks about Spider-Man and who Spider-Man is. But one of the, you know, then he gives like little pop culture references. And one of them is the Spider-Man popsicle that oh, we yeah. have all eaten and bought from an ice cream man truck. I thought that was hilarious. I don't know why. It just was It's just a random. Surprising. It's just a random Easter egg to and throw in like there. And it was like one of the crappy reference. popsicles where you can't yeah. really tell what it is. I don't know. It was just blobs funny. basically that are like kind of in. The, it's like more like a Rorschach test than a Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I also loved all the Chance the Rapper references. Miles Morales is obviously a huge Chance the Rapper fan. Mm-hmm. Which again, just little bits like that I wasn't expecting you don't go to a superhero movie expecting to see pop culture references at all i feel like right and this movie is loaded with them when you know they're in new york so when he ends up in times square every we didn't even ever pause to see them all but every lit up um sign or marquee in times square is has some reference in it right like john mulaney saw, there was a direct john mulaney reference yeah it was, was his funny. nick kroll he and nick kroll show the yeah. oh hello but mm-hmm. it was the, in this one it was hi hello <laughs> but it was still their names yeah but it was pretty i good. love all the little details like that i loved when he got bit by the spider i thought that was really funny it was kind of anticlimactic you think that like the spider bites him and they make it this really intense moment. They zoom really far in on the spider and you like see the spider's eyes as he bites, but then miles just slaps him off of his hand and the moment's over and it's no big deal. I thought that was really funny. Yep. Cause he's taken into this tunnel by his uncle Aaron because he, his father, miles, dad is a police officer. So he's kind of got the strict upbringing and he's going, you know, or it feels like he's being strict, but he's like an artist. So he wants to like try to, you know, do some, graffiti on walls and different stuff like that because he's very artistic and all this. And he's actually going to a, to a higher, uh, like a special school visions Academy or something like that for seems to be like more of a elite private school kind of that he was able to get into. And so his uncle who's not on the best terms with his dad, like takes him into this like old subway tunnel and be like, Hey man, you know, show me what you can do. And they, that's where he gets bit by the spider. I was really surprised to find out that Spider-Man is only 26. Yeah. When Chris Pine's Spider-Man dies and we're at his little wake or whatever, they say he was only 26. I just assumed he was older. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, when the, <laughs> what was it? The original Spider-Man came out the in 2001, I believe. And by first originally, you mean Tobey yeah, Maguire? Yeah, Tobey Maguire one. And so, I don't know. At that age, you just always think oh, they're an adult. They're 40. Right. Everybody's older. <laughs> you know, so. Also, Chris Pine, 26? Come on. Yeah. That guy's not 26. No. There was a, I think it was one of the fight scenes, quote unquote fight scenes, uh, before Chris Pine dies that just felt like a cartoon from when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I guess that's part of the animation style that you're talking about. So maybe, hey, look at me. I am smart. Maybe I do notice these things. Don't talk bad about yourself. Not on this podcast. (laughs) I just don't pay attention to that much, honestly. (laughs) It's a wonder I ever notice any detail. Um... But anyway, one of one of those scenes reminded me of the Batman cartoons that I would watch as a kid. Yeah. I have this very specific and vivid memory. I hope my brother Ty listens to this episode because I have this very specific memory of being at Nico Porter's house who lived around the corner from us after school with Ty eating ice cream with cinnamon and sugar in it, which was a thing we did, and watching this Batman cartoon. And something in that fight scene made me think of that Batman cartoon. Well, I'd say that the difference from this in this one and from other Spider-Man movies, well, I was going to say like the the villains are way more exaggerated. Mm-hmm. 
I would say. And so maybe that is tends itself like, cause like even in the Spider-Man movies, they, they are like, like the green goblin in this one is massive. Yeah. He's more like a dragon. Yeah. Whereas in the spider, the Sam Raimi movies, it's Willem Dafoe in a suit. Right. Or well, later, but James I mean, Franco you can do suit. more cause it's animation. Exactly. So I think, Whoa, James Franco turns in the green goblin. I don't remember. Yeah. That. Sorry. Spoilers. Well, I've seen it. I know. I just don't remember. <laughs> but no, yeah. So I think it allows itself to have more of that, like cartoonish feel of like the like right. the Batman stuff because yeah the the villains can be a little bit more fan uh, over the top and exaggerated and stuff and how their their look and their design. I did particularly like Jake Johnson's Spider Man in sweatpants. I thought that was funny. Well, because he's kind of supposed to be like a schlub in his dimension. He's given up. Yeah, he, he he's and all Mary fat Jane got and... divorced. Aunt May is dead in his timeline, and so he just kind of gave up. It's like shows him eating when he gets sucked through the dimensional portal. In from his apartment, he's eating pizza and so that. Right. Which I don't know. Did you catch that when he's being sucked into it, he tries to like snag the piece of pizza and pull <laughs> it with him so he can still have it. No, I missed. <laughs> but that. it hits the roof of his apartment <laughs> and falls off. Yeah, when he's being like ultra Spider Man and they're sneaking around and doing stuff, he's just wearing his Spider Man suit and with sweatpants on top of it, which I thought was funny. Yeah, it's really great. So, did you see any of like the big? twists coming like did you have you you had no. no idea that like gwen was going to be spider spider gwen well i didn't really again i didn't go in knowing anything right i didn't even know the basic plot so i didn't know who the bad guys were going to be or anything so no i didn't see any of the twists mm-hmm. i was really surprised by spider woman i was really surprised it was her it was gwen who we had met earlier right um i was really surprised a pig showed up <laughs> It's just, but like, it's so good, right? Like he's just, yeah, he, at, really the, at the very end and they're trying to fight and they're trying to like send everybody back. Cause that's the thing. These spider people can't all stay in the same dimension. They have to go back. Like they'll, so they'll die they're not only they trying stay. to stop Wilson Fisk, they're trying to get everybody back home safely. And so when uh, spider ham is about to go back through the portal, he hands miles his big, like huge cartoon hammer. And he's just like, here, I want you to have this. It'll, it'll fit in, it'll your, fit in your pocket. <laughs> Well, that doesn't work in this dimension. There were a lot of little funny throwaway yeah, jokes like it that. It was great. We saw a TGI Fridays that was called TGI Spideys. Because that was one of the, the things that Peter B. Parker, uh, right. Jake Johnson's Spider-Man had done. He like lost a lot of his money in terrible business ventures. Right. Like, and that was one of them, TGI Spideys. He had a sad little backstory. Yeah, he really did. But it, it, that's the thing about it. It's just like they all, or he and Miles, both had these journeys that they had to go on throughout this movie. Because, you know, yeah, Miles has to come to grips with the fact that he now has this responsibility because he stumbles upon the fight and sees Peter, the original Peter Parker, Spider-Man being killed by Wilson Fisk. And so that's how he is sucked into all of this too, because it's post spider bite. He sees this happen. Peter Parker is able to sense that he is also now a Spider-Man and after being bitten. And so that's how he's kind of like thrust into all of this. And so it's, you know, he's having to come to terms with that, what that like looks like now for his life, how he even, is supposed to be a Spider-Man. So, but then yeah, at the same time, his mentor training, is basically. Peter B. Parker, who doesn't really care and doesn't want to be there. He just wants to get back home because the, that's all he cares about. The only advice he initially gives Miles Morales is to put baby powder in the suit because it'll make the suit easier on your joints. <laughs> yep. But by the end, Miles is like the teacher. Right. Explaining to Peter B. Parker that he needs to go back and mm-hmm. that he, he, he will know what to do this time and he won't fail again. Right. So it's just really good. Moment. Everybody has such great arcs. Yeah, and that's they really what's great. do. 
even even with Miles and his dad, like their relationship is strained at the beginning. Although it has that great moment where his dad drops him off in school at school, and you know, as Miles is getting out of the car, his dad's like, "Oh, I love you, Miles. I'll see you see you later." And Miles is like, "I know, Dad," and turns around to leave, and then he gets over the speaker of his police car and is like, "Say I love you," <laughs> like in front of his whole school. It's just so kid. good. Oh man, but yeah. Um, the big thing, though, I guess the big the big kind of twist to this. So sorry, I know this is a more recent movie than some of us we've talked about. So if you don't want to know all these, if these details, you know, earmuffs. But um, is that his uncle? You know, later you find out is actually the bad guy. This right. his uncle that he looks up to, and is wanting Miles is and looks up to and wants to be like and everything. You find out is the is part of the villain is on Wilson Fisk's team and he's trying to kill Miles. Yeah, and so it's that just was a this, heartbreaking moment. Oh, yeah, it was rough. Somehow the look in that cartoon's eyes, that cartoon Uncle Aaron, was so hard to see. Yeah, that he was heartbroken that who he needed to kill to complete his mission or whatever was his own nephew. Yeah. And then he ends up dying instead. And yep. Miles basically watches his uncle die. And then his dad somehow shows up quickly thereafter and, you know, finds his brother dead. And it was pretty sad. It was it was rough. I, that was surprising. Too. I was really surprised that the masked guy was Uncle Aaron. Yeah. I wasn't I didn't see that. Coming see, I knew all. that. I remember that twist. And so I was very curious to see if you would My catch it dropped. because like because like there's hints like. He takes him to that tunnel. How would he know about that if well, he only of knew because he's the bad he's, guy? The dad keeps telling him that his uncle is bad, but like doesn't explain why. Of course, he's the bad right, guy. Right, yeah. right. So it's, but it's like it's so subtly done that you're just kind of like, oh, like I remember when it happened. I was like, what? Yeah, In the my theater? jaw literally dropped. Yeah, I was very surprised. And I kept like, I had to look over at you because I could tell you were like taking a note at something. <laughs> and I'd be like, do you see? Do you see? Do you see? Do you see? Oh, I saw. <laughs> the. The villains all, I, I don't know why, but all Spider-Man villains are all like particularly gross. Maybe because none of them are just normal people, I guess. Right. But they're all pretty gross and nasty. Like Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, like, like a Scorpion and it's kind of, ugh. But Dr. Ox death scene was really funny. They, the spider people talk about how like, this is going to take a while. It's going to take a lot of effort. We're going to have to work really hard to kill her. And then... She what gets hit, hit by her? a truck yeah, because she, this is, it's during the big collider fight scene. So like all these dimensions and like buildings, vehicles are being pulled into it from all these other dimensions and she's just charging at him at full speed. And, and the truck just comes out of nowhere. Just comes out of nowhere. And and she's like, dead instantly. Like, oh, it was pretty funny. Okay. Which that was another thing you were surprised about that. It was Catherine Hahn as Dr. Rock. Yeah. She was a voice that was harder for me to guess. Um, but she, it did come to me eventually. I, you just aren't expecting to see Catherine Hahn play a villain again in a cartoon superhero movie. And that it was a female Dr. Ock and oh, not yeah. just again, Alfred Molina, Alfred Molina being, yeah. it, you know, from Spider-Man two. Okay. I want to talk about the moment that turned it around for me. All right. Where we meet all of the other spider people. I just was really surprised. Again, I was kind of bored yeah, because not, I thought, I'm not okay, sure what about this is, is what, what about this part like pulled you in? I, I think because it's where more actors came in that I knew probably mm -hmm. it. And it, at that point it just seemed like, okay, there's two spider people. Cool. Yeah. I, I think also uh, it was confusing to my brain because normally in my head, you know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies are the only ones I've seen. So in my head, in the Spider-Man universe, there's one Spider-Man and nobody knows who he is. And it's this weird secretive thing. He's not like a member of the community. Mm -hmm. But in this, there's all these spider people coming out of nowhere. But they're also just normal people. And so it was confusing. And I think 
meeting all of them just made it more fun and yeah. I didn't care that I was confused anymore, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I just liked how different they all were. I loved that there was an anime character. I loved that there was, you know, two female spider people, which is always surprising when you're used to just seeing a grown-ass white dude. Mm-hmm. Again, I really liked Peter Noir. It was cool to see a black and white character. I don't know why. Again, and just different from everything Nicholas else. Nicholas Cage's there. voice was like perfectly cast for that character. So mysterious. But I really think what did it was that I had no idea I needed to see John Mulaney as a pig superhero. <laughs> but apparently I did. Because that character made the whole movie for me. So funny, right? Not to jump into our next category, but he delivered the best line in the entire movie at the very end when he's leaving to go back to his universe or dimension or whatever, he says, that's all folks because he's basically, he looks exactly like Porky Pig in a yeah. Spider-Man suit. And like, how can they even do that? Which did you hear? Yes. Peter B. That's Parker? part of the quote. <laughs> so, uh, John Mulaney as Peter Porker says, that's all folks. And then Peter B. Parker says, is he allowed to say that legally? <laughs> and like, like a little breaking he? the fourth wall moment. I mean, can they do that? I guess. Cause I they mean, did of it. Of course they can. But yeah, yeah. But if it's just him voicing what the audience everywhere was thinking, like, it wait, was what? so funny. <laughs> the other big moment for me was seeing Miles Morales in his real Spider-Man outfit for the first time. God, that gave me chills. The first, it was so cool. The first half of the movie, he's in this, you know, cheap Spider-Man costume made for a child that he bought at a gas station, essentially, from Stan Lee. And, you know, it, it doesn't really fit him. It's too small. So in the back, you see, like, this big hole where the costume doesn't meet itself and... Uh, and it's just kind of cheap and cheesy. And well, you can see his eyes through the yeah, you can, eye holes. Yeah. But he finally gets to his real Miles Morales Spider-Man suit. And he's wearing these red Nikes, which he's been wearing the whole time. But he keeps them with his suit at mm-hmm. the beginning. And then you see him do his first fly as Spider-Man. It was so cool. He falls for like the longest time and then just like zips through the city. I don't know. It was really cool. Yeah. Well, and the music at that moment was really like just epic and just you could just like swelling and building to this big climax and yeah. everything so when he finally like harnesses his power and everything because that was the big struggle his he has different pa- abilities than the other spider people whereas like he can turn invisible or and he can like shock and he was he didn't understand when he was going to know he was ready to be spider-man and right. they kept telling him you'll know when you know and this was that moment it was, really it was just moment. perfectly executed and then of course you get that really iconic scene that's like that was where he goes so high up into the air and then it inverts. So the city skyline is at the top of the screen and he's like falling upwards and it was was like he's flying upwards and stuff. It was so well done. And and that's what I think just like lends itself so well to this movie and why it's it's so good is just because in the other Spider-Man films that we get, with the exception I would say... Well, it's just, you know, it, the the Sam Raimi ones came out. You have those three movies. Then we had a few years of no Spider-Man. And then we had the Andrew Garfield movies, which, yes, had different stories, different villains, but it was still the same origin story. And, of course, every time anything's rebooted, you have to tell the origin story again. Right. And, so, and then we got, eventually, we got to Tom Holland being Spider-Man for, in the Marvel movies. And while that one didn't go into, like, the Uncle Ben stuff, like, in those movies, Marissa... Tomei is his is Aunt May. What? Yeah. 
What? Yeah. Marissa, to- hot young Marissa Tomei is Aunt hot. May. I don't understand. <laughs> Mind doesn't compute. And so you don't get necessarily get the. No, no, I'm not done with this. Okay. Why would they cast Marissa Tomei as Aunt May? Because it's just a different. She's an old lady. Well, because it's a different take. It's a different take on her. Did and they stuff. put old makeup on her? No, she looks like just this. like young Marissa. I'm, I mean, current I'm never age watching Marissa these. Tomei. But still, it does. Those movies don't delve into like Uncle Ben dying and stuff as much. Okay. Because it's more rushing into how. Tom Holland, Spider-Man gets into the Avengers and and everything like that. But still, this one, it's still kind of the same. And well, that's you always what's have to like, get by get bit by a radioactive spider. Yeah, there's no other way to go around that. Right, and so but that was the only thing linking them all. They all had totally different exactly. Stories. And so like, but that was what's so refreshing about this one is that it is so fresh. Right. The storyline of it and the fact that you finally get Miles Morales, not Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah there are Peter Parkers in this movie. They didn't even all have an Aunt May. Yeah. And so it was just, it's just so fresh to see like, it's, it's why, like, why do we need to reboot and remake everything? Just give us new stories. It, they can be these, these same universes or whatever, right. the same characters, but like take it on different paths. Don't give me Peter Parker over and over and <laughs> over again. Give me Miles Morales. Give yeah, me, this is way different. give me Spider Gwen, you know? Give me spider. Give me a spider ham. Come on, you can know. I, can I please get a whole movie from Peter Porker's point of view? <laughs> Maybe that's the sequel. I don't even love John Mulaney. I don't not like him, but it just really hit me the right places. I just think his voice matched with a pig. Yeah, that's worked true. really really well. He could do Porky Pig for sure. Yeah, and so it's just I don't know. It's just it just hits so much differently, and I think that's where this movie's strength is. And yeah, you know, I get it. I get the hype now. Oh yeah. And so I'm super excited for the sequels and all that stuff coming out soon. All these things that we've talked about and all these high moments and just how well all this story comes together. It shows for once, like we were accurately, our feelings lined up with the critics reviews of this movie, whereas it got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is just That's damn baffling. near perfect. So because it really is just movies, like the perfect movie. Like was there anything about other, it that was wrong to you? Yeah, it was a cartoon. Okay. Well, I, I mean, still would have <laughs> preferred it had been real people. Okay. But outside of that. No, I guess not. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's so good. It's just the complete package of a movie. I wonder what other movies are even ranked that high on Rotten Tomatoes. It had a high audience score too. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I feel like because again, like how do you how higher. do you like yeah. how do you after watching this how are you like no, that was bad. That's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, that's so impressive. It, I'm just so proud of Shami Kamora for getting this movie 97. percent That's right. He did carry it upon his shoulders. So that then leads us into our normal question that our we're going to we'll, we'll wrap this up with. Out of not the spider, all the spider people in this movie. Sure, there's too many. But the Spider Men overall: mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and Shami Kamora. Who's hotter? I know my answer. Do you know your answer? Yeah, I know my answer. Wait, hang on. Let me think. I I just instinctually know my answer, but I haven't actually thought about what their faces look like. No, it's still a very easy choice. Do we need to say it on three like we did with uh, Top Gun? Sure. One, two, two three. three. Shameek Moore. Moore. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. <laughs> Toby McGuire's just too old. Like, I just don't care about Toby well, McGuire. Well, and he's just kind of... I don't know. Like he's he's fine, but yeah. it's just kind of like like a little he's not too, as cute cute as Shami Moore. And quite honestly, it's the it's the emo dance scene in Spider Man Three. Just <laughs> I guess kills. I need to look that clip. Yeah, up. It, they reference it at the beginning of this, and I didn't remember it, but now I want to see it. If there was like any level of attractiveness Toby Maguire held for you, that like that scene kills it. So. You know, I even have a special place in my heart for him because of Pleasantville, but meh. yeah, he's not as cute as Shami Moore, and I don't really have thoughts on. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Andrew Garfield guess, and Tom Holland. I'm just like, okay. I don't know anything about Andrew 
Garfield really. I've seen him in a couple of things, but I don't know. I can't even think of what Tom Holland looks like, really. Yeah. He's blondish. Yeah. I think I know him from that one, from that one clip of uh, the fake karaoke song with, I mean, karaoke show with, sorry, I'm not explaining this well, with Chrissy Teigen and LL Cool J. Oh. The Jimmy Fallon's. Yes. Lip Lip-sync sync battle. battle. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that clip of him on that show is the only thing I know him from. Well, yeah, if you didn't, if you haven't seen him in any of the Avengers movies or, the, the, or his done? Spider-Man movies, I mean, no, he's in a lot more stuff now, but oh, well, he's, he's blowing up big time. I say Shameik more for sure. Yeah, I agree. He's just so cute. He's super talented. I just really loved him in the get down. That really is and all now you really loved him. That's really all I need is the get down. Mm-hmm. And now you really loved him in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Well, folks, we went interdimensional <laughs> and have emerged on the other side of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Both loving it. Would you watch it again? Yeah. Nice. I would do for sure. Are you surprised? I mean, I kind of figured you'd be like, I really liked it, but it's still a cartoon and not what I would go to. So yeah, no, I'd watch it again. Nice. I feel like I should watch it again because I'm sure there's tons of stuff I miss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The movie was great. I would rewatch it. Shamik Moore is the hottest. Nice. Let's move on. There we go. <laughs> well, Sam is now caught up on the culture that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Do you have any thoughts on this movie? Who was your favorite character? Are you confused on all these different backstories <laughs> and you know want to talk about it more? Let us know. We're on Twitter and Instagram at CatchUpCulture. And don't forget to leave us a review and we'll send you some fun mail. Thanks for listening and come back next week for another Culture Catch-Up Cinematic Adventure.